How's it going guys? This is James back with episode 2 of Languages, Stories, and More with James, or L-S-A-M for short. So today I'm going to be talking about my experience in learning languages, primarily my experience in learning the Indonesian language. I thought this would be a helpful um, follow-up to my first episode, which was just an introduction to me. And this will help me just to be able to get some more content out to you guys listening so that in the meantime I can prepare some more in-depth episodes more on the topic of actually helping you guys learn languages and hopefully you can benefit from this video too just learning about my process and how I've learned Indonesian you can learn from some of the things that I did good and some of the things that I did bad um, trying out my external microphone this time so hopefully the audio will be better and I'm using a tripod so I shouldn't have as much sounds so anyways I'm gonna go ahead and get into it so like I explained in the previous podcast I've been studying the Indonesian language for roughly seven eight months I started in November of last year and I've been more serious in studying it than any other language I have before. Obviously I've had my lows where I wasn't studying as much as I should have been and there's still things that I don't do enough and learning a new language such as listening which I'll get into later. But you know this is Indonesian has been my was my first like serious language study that I've actually kept up with. I've if you're from America, you know, usually in high school and elementary, we have to take some language class, or that that might depend on which school you go to. That could be Spanish, French, Mandarin, and then I'm sure other schools offer other languages as well. For me, it was Mandarin, and if you know anything about Mandarin, you know it's one of the hardest, if not the hardest, language to learn. So, and if you're familiar with the process of taking classes in high school about learning or with Mandarin or you know a hard language then you probably know that probably isn't the best place to try and learn that hard of a language. I've never taken a Spanish class so maybe those of you who have taken classes in Spanish maybe learn a little bit more but you know and this this probably would make a good video topic of its own just talking about learning languages in school, and I'm not saying it to bash the school system, of course, you know, which, you know, every school's different, some might do a better job at teaching, but, you know, in short, the problem that comes from learning a language in school is, if you're not serious, you know, you're not going to learn it, that's just usually how it is, unless maybe your memory's just really good, but, you know, if you've been learning a language for any amount of time, you know, be able to get to any kind of fluency or have any type of conversational growth in a language it takes actually using it and you know actual serious study not just passive participation in a class but I don't want to diverge from the main topic of this video so I'll leave that for another time but basically um, I'll just go through how I started out learning Indonesian and some things might not apply to you because, you know, obviously Indonesian is going to have different grammar than, say, Japanese, you know, or, you know, any some other language with a diff different sentence structure and grammar. 
So for me, in studying Indonesian, you know, the focus hasn't been just solely on grammar. You know, like, obviously grammar is important. There's new grammatical points I've had to learn, which I'll cover in a separate video and one of the spot language spotlight episodes I want to film or record. But, you know, obviously Indonesian grammar, if you know anything about the Indonesian languages, you know, it's not exactly the same, but it's a lot more similar to or English, you know, my native language, as compared to, like, Turkish, you know, which has a whole new way of structuring your sentences. So, grammar, you know, if you're studying something like Spanish or Indonesian or French or one of the closer languages to English in terms of sentence structure, you know, you're still going to have to learn new things because usually languages don't have exactly the same grammar, at least in my case. That I'm sure it does with some languages like maybe Japanese and Korean, I don't know, but, but you know, you're still going to learn grammar, but, you know, depending on which language you're learning is, you're going to have different focuses, so... If I'm learning Japanese, you know, there's probably going to be an equal amount of focus or a lot more focus on grammar than if I'm studying Spanish, which, not to say Spanish grammar isn't important, but it's going to be a lot easier for you to pick up Spanish grammar if your native language is like English than if you're trying to learn Japanese. So, pretty much, you know, um, I'm trying to remember where I was getting at. Um, so, pretty much... You know, um, you know, in studying Indonesian, you know, there's new grammatical points such as possessives, like how to say my dog or my house or things like that. That's a little bit different. And it's kind of similar to Spanish in a way, and that's another thing I might mention in this video and later videos, is that learning languages can help you with learning other languages faster. I'm not gonna, I don't want to get onto all these side trails in this video. Um, but basically starting out, um, whenever I started studying Indonesian, I tried, you know, just doing the casual route that many people go, which is download Duolingo, downloaded a few other vocabulary apps, um, you know, I got right into the basics, which wasn't very hard for me, thankfully, but, you know, I'm gonna where I'm gonna get to in a second is, you know, just learning, you know, isn't, in my opinion, all that you need to do, and I'm gonna get to it later, how, you know, learning through the process of, you know, learning a language and actually using it, how my perspectives have changed, and then I'll talk about where I think we need to or where you can capitalize on my mistakes, or how you can take advantage of the mistakes I made and learn from me, and hopefully that'll help you as well. So, pretty much, you know, starting out learning Indonesian, like I said, I downloaded Duolingo, you know, the one of the first choices for people learning a language, then I downloaded a couple other apps, and, you know, I wasn't I studied a lot, you know, a lot more than I had it, any other language for sure, which was good. But, you know, I didn't really practice it that much, you know, like, I spoke with a friend a little bit with it. And, you know, I pretty much just started learning little by little, you know, like, 
for me, I'm not saying it's going to be the best for you, but for me, what helps me in learning the language and my experience is learning like the, the basic words that you need for learning or for like being able to construct sentences, you know, because that's what, that's what we want to build up to is being able to get past that initial phrase of saying basic phrases like, hello, how are you, um, let's see, um, I'm sorry, you know, just general things that a lot of people learn from a language, you know, because most of us, we know how to say in Spanish, hola, gracias, and things like that, but, you know, that's a whole lot different than being able to actually communicate your mind and being able to express yourself, and obviously that takes time, but, you know, that's what we're wanting to build up to, so in my, in my experience, you know, in Indonesian, Spanish, you know, that's the things that I want to learn first is, you know, your basic words, you know, for making sentences, you know, I'm not saying go out there and find, you know, the top 100 most common verbs, which that might not be a bad thing, I know there's mixed opinions on that type of learning, and, but, you know, I think, I think a common perspective, you know, is, you know, that language learning is about just memorize a bunch of words, you know, and then, you know, which, that is part of it, you know, obviously we need to learn vocabulary, but at the same time, we we want to learn, it's not just about c c compacting lists, you know, of hundreds of words and just memorizing it. Um, so pretty much, you know, what we want to do is like, for me, which it took me a while to get to this point where, you know, I realized that's what I needed to do was um, being able to compact or think of all these common words that I use. So my tip, and, you know, this is just my opinion, I can't say it'll work for you, but I believe it did for me. Think about how you talk in your native language. Think of the words, the, you know, just the different types of words that you often say. And just a quick little warning after I say that, just not to make you confused later on. You know, one thing I've learned in speaking Indonesian is the way I speak Indonesian is often a little bit worded differently than how natives would say things. And that's because, you know, my temptation in learning or trying to speak Indonesian is I want to phrase my sentences and say things in Indonesian just the way that I would say it in English, but sometimes they might say it differently. So that's where I think it's going to be important that you get around native speakers later on once you're at that point. And it definitely didn't hurt, I think, to even try and do it a little bit because I think it just helps your memorization. You probably won't be able to have any very meaningful conversations of course at first you might be able to describe you know just general everyday things like I went to the store today or you know basic things like that but you know I think it just helps you know if you for me in my case I think it helps just um, you know I guess I'm kind of contradicting myself a little bit but make a list you know think of things that you often say you know like for me in English you know I probably say things like, it seems like, or, um, 
even though or you know like all these little things that we kind of insert into our sentences just to kind of you know that we often use just to construct our native sentences so it helps and obviously there might be that might be a little bit different in other languages thankfully in Indonesian that usually hasn't been the case you know like in Indonesian you know if I want to say it seems like I like, let me come up with an example sentence like it seems like that is delicious you know you'd say the word for it seems like would be sepatotinia and which that kind of has to do with affixes and suffixes or affixes so and I'll probably get more into that in my Indonesian spotlight video that'll probably be the first language I cover since it's the one I have the most knowledge about besides my native tongue but you know just coming up finding all these little words that can help you just you know for lack of a better word flesh out your sentences you know to be able to you know just you know you want to get past that stage like I said earlier of simple phrases and general sentences you know and I'm not trying to rush rush you know it's something that we need to take time and I'm not saying we need to shoot for perfection but you know I think that is just a help though it helped me and let me get back into my experience I'm trying to add tips you know just along the way because I want to I don't want to just go on about my experience but you not benefit anything from it so I studied Indonesian from probably November to either late January roughly maybe a little, maybe mid January and in all that time you know it was all input but not really any output you know which not necessarily my fault because there wasn't you know if you're in America at least in my part you know there's not very many people I can practice Indonesian with and so you know I didn't have much chance to use it you know which there's things I could have been doing I, I should have been writing more you know trying to get more input you know from you know like movies books you know which obviously I wouldn't be able to receive as much input back then because I had a limited a lot more limited vocabulary than I have in Indonesian now but you know it just helps you know if you um you know you really I think that's critical and I've heard this said by other youtubers well I say other youtubers I'm not even youtubing but you know like Steve Kaufman you know he if you watch him on YouTube he goes on about you know input and you're gonna hear the same thing from a lot of youtubers you know and they if I remember right you know they put the same emphasis that from the beginning you just need to really immerse yourself in the language you know be listening to it reading it as much as possible and you know if you're reading it you know I found which reading is another area I need to work on of course I read when I speak with Indonesian and Malaysian friends but you know actually reading like thicker articles you know like not just messages you know is something I need improvement on even to this day as well as listening but you know I think that'll help because in my experience you know I've watched cartoons you know cartoons are a good option I think for beginners and I still use it because it's more formal and if 
you've tried listening to movies and your target language, chances are you've probably encountered a lot of slang and, you know, it's just like English, you know. If you, if you listen to any daily in, or English conversation, whether in real life or in a movie, you know, you're going to encounter a lot more slang, idioms, you know, things that are just going to, you know, just make it harder for non-native speakers to understand if they haven't, you know, if they haven't been immersed in the English language. So, you know, that's an important thing, you know, like, obviously we want to get to that level eventually where we can understand all conversation, but I think it's best just to start with learning the formal of your language, because it will be applicable in any situation, because, you know, obviously if you, if you just try to learn only informal, you know, then there might be times where you need to know formal, of course. But, you know, just not to get carried away with that, you know, just really try and get yourself around the language, you know. And I think, it, I think like I was saying, you know, before I got distracted, you know, it helps me to watch and listen to content and to read. Because I find that the more you, the more that you, um, you learn, you know, like, one of the most encouraging things for me a while back was when I was starting to really build up my vocabulary in Indonesian and once I was starting to understand grammar you know it helped to just to be able to you know to get to that point where I didn't necessarily understand everything that was sent to me in a sentence but I understood enough you know to where I could kind of guess from the context you know what what they meant you know and I think that's a good way to lead or sorry to learn because over time, you know, as you build your vocabulary, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna be able to understand from context, you know, and this is something I, I try to do event or more, is when you do encounter these, these times, you know, like, for me, like, it might be while I'm watching an Indonesian cartoon, you know, like, or a cartoon in Indonesian, you know, like, you know, I might see a sentence, you know, and I might not understand one or two words, but, you know, say I do understand it, you know, I might say, like, in the context, it's talking about someone who's running, you know, I might not know the word for running, but, you know, from the visual context, you know, and maybe the context of the sentence, you know, you can guess the meaning of that, and, of course, you might want to double check, double check yourself with the dictionary or you know, like a translating app like Google or something, which, you know, we know how Google can be, but, you know, you might want to double check just so you don't wind up learning a word wrong, but, you know, you can start picking up vocabulary, you know, just little by little, you know, just from context, you know, and as you do that, you know, you're just going to be learning more, you know, you're going to, you know, I think that's a thing, and, I keep coming up with all these things that I want to talk about, and each of them all, you know, pretty much need their own episode, because I could go on and on about it, but, you know, it just really, you know, repetition is a thing, because, you know, any of us who have been studying a language for however long, we know that a bad tendency, at least for me even, or at least for me, is like, to rush through a lesson, you know, and not really pick up the vocabulary that it's teaching, then, of course, you can guess what happens later, you know, you learn it for 
few seconds and maybe even right after the lesson, you know, you're like, what was the word for thief or what was the word for sleep, you know? And if you do that, you know, you're not gonna learn. And of course there's a variety of things you can do to help that, you know, whether just really practice that word, you know. Um, this isn't the video for app recommendations or anything like that, but, or I keep saying video podcast. This isn't the podcast for that, but you know, some apps are, I would say are better than others for teaching you vocabulary. And, you know, it's just, um, you know, there's different strategies you can do. You can go the traditional route with, with flashcards or you can use some kind of spaced repetition app or software, you know, just to where it's kind of like a flashcard or something like that, but it keeps reminding you, you know, and, you know, if you're reading, you know, and this is where immersion comes in, I'll kind of skip to February, which is where I first started using HelloTalk, the app I mentioned before, and this isn't sponsored or anything, I'm just recommending it because it's the app that I use, you know, there's multiple websites and apps i'm not saying you have to use hello talk it's just what i used but you know it helps to just to, just to find you know people that you can speak your target language with you know if you're in college you know chances are you have a pretty good amount of international students at your school so maybe they speak your target language or if you're learning spanish you know you know if you if you're in the United States, chances are there's quite a few Spanish speakers, you know, so maybe for you, it'll be a lot easier than for the guy down the road learning, you know, some other language where there isn't very many English speakers, you know. If you live in America, you know, we have an abundance of Mexican places, at least in my part, or like Mexican restaurants, so like, you know, maybe try ordering and talking to your waiter in Spanish, you know, or things like that. So, obviously, this is where I say not everything will be as universal. I think it's easier now than ever to be able to, to be able to just, you know, to find people to speak with, you know, like, you know, we have apps, you know, now and websites and so, which, you know, just say be careful with them too, you know, it's just like any other internet site where you meet people be careful if you use it but you know my experience has been good with it and to get back to the point you know it was in February where I started using a language exchange app and I'll, I'll kind of point out things in my immersion episode because I want to delve more into it in that episode which will probably be next or one of the next episodes that I cover it in but you know there's things you got to be careful with too but you know, that's where I really started getting a boost in my language learning is when I actually started using it. And I'll just say, you know, just to go ahead and say, you know, for me, it took, I'd, I'd known about the app for a while before I even started using it, but, you know, I knew my vocab was limited, you know. And so, of course, I was like, I don't know if I should use it because what if I can't speak enough and... You know, there's always that part of me who probably thinks, you know, they're going to get mad if they're the only one speaking their target language and you're not really able to speak in theirs. 
and you know obviously if you're like right brand new into learning a language which I might be contradicting myself because this is what I did with Spanish recently it was I'm already trying to speak with Spanish speakers you know even though I'm only a month in the Spanish roughly but you know you don't want to let that keep you from going ahead to try and practice your language you know like you know because I think that's one of the keys of memorization you know is just using the words that you learn you know which it'll need another or I'll have to cover in another video because I know it's a problem with me you know like passive I guess you could call it passive vocabulary as I've heard it called before because you know words like train station you know if you're talking with somebody on you know a language exchange after chances are you're not going to use words like that as much you're going to be using words like eat drink sleep talk uh, tell you know like more conversational words that are more common in daily conversation but you know I think that is just a really key aspect of learning languages eventually getting to that point where you know even if you don't think you know enough just really trying to put that into practice you know to be able to start even if it's basic conversations excuse me you know like I said earlier about my tendency to I guess you could say English eyes my Indonesian whenever I speak and say things in an English manner you know you're gonna learn their way of saying things and you're gonna learn new words from context. They're gonna be helping you to correct your grammar and I encourage you to help them as well because they're learning as well unless you're like with a tutor or someone, which is another option. And it's not one I've practiced with. But, you know, I think just those things alone are just great ways to get started, you know, and like I said, I mean, it was after February, after I downloaded that app, that it really just took off for me, you know, which, you know, not to say that it's been, you know, a fast route from there, you know, like, Spanish, if you've watched, well, I haven't uploaded, I'm thinking of something else, sorry, but Spanish for me, you know, like, I'm only a month in, but, you know, for me, an Indonesian, which there might be other factors that played into this such as trying to handle too many languages at once which is can be a killer to your language learning process but you know for me you know the pro or for me with Indonesian you know it took me a while just to get the 500 then seemed like after that 500 I kind of things kind of sped up now I'm not exactly sure how many words I'm at now of course because it's too much to count but I suspect seven eight hundred maybe so after that 500 mark in indonesian things kind of sped up for some reason i don't know what i did differently but maybe because the more listening and you know i started trying a new app for learning um learning vocabulary words but you know spanish for me of course it's gonna be easier because it's a lot closer to english than indonesian is and there's gonna be very many words in spanish that are similar or exactly the same as the English word so obviously I'm going to pick up a lot more vocabulary than that but you know in one month of Spanish and you know just a little bit of 
non-serious study beforehand you know I'm already close to 250 words which I don't think is bad progress but you know this is where it comes in nowhere it just depends what your native language is and what you're wanting to learn but you know um, trying to think you know it's just I can't really emphasize immersion enough because it just covers so many things you're gonna learn grammar you're gonna learn you're gonna get the chance to actually practice and listen more you know so it's just covering so many bases if you're doing that and I'm not obviously it's not gonna be the end-all be-all you know you can be talking daily you know but still hardly make any progress if you're not still studying you know you usually in language learning you know you can't just take one route and just ride it to the end you know like you know like Duolingo or something Duolingo I'm not putting it down but you know it's not going to get you to C1 fluency you know or whatever the highest level would be you know you're going to want to be able to just it's about supplementation you know you want to be able to supplement the apps you use or the textbooks you know or you know however you like to study you know you want to supplement that with immersion or you know maybe the thing I found you know I use Babel too for learning Indonesian and I had a subscription to it and you know the thing I've learned you know if you use only one app you know things can kind of tend to go one route you know you're going to be learning one category at a time you know or things like that and this is where it's really good to supplement with other literature apps because it'll fill in those gaps where you need to learn so maybe say in Duolingo for example you're learning I don't know furniture names or just you know random vocabulary you know that's good you know it's just any vocabulary you can add is you know just more that you can use in your conversations it may not come up as much but you know it's something to use but you know if you follow that up with say some other app or you're using some other method of learning vocabulary you know say in the other app you're using you're learning your your general words you know that you need to build sentences kind of like I said earlier like you know just general basic words that we use hundreds if not thousands of times a day you know like and but or um maybe you know just general things you know that you can just add to your sentences you know in between your nouns and verbs and all these things you know because you just want to have all this input you know and obviously a lot of that you've probably already covered if you've been learning a language you know those are some of the first things that you're going to learn is how to say this and that and you know just things but you know there's still a lot more complicated or a lot bigger words you can use just to add to your sentence to make it sound more natural and you know just to add more meaning to it but let's see so I'll, I'll go on and kind of talk about some of the hindrances because that was really the biggest thing in my language learning journey was just immersion because from there on you know you know it was just 
I made a bunch of friends, you know, that I could practice with, and they've helped me a lot, and some of them are probably watching this podcast, you know, and thank, thank you for those who have helped me with it, but, you know, um, but that was one of the biggest things, but there's also many things that if I could go back, I would have done differently, um, because I look back at it now, and while I don't, I won't say I regret it because, like I said, my other podcast, you know, I'm happy to learn anything about a language, you know, because I just like to see how languages work, you know, learn their grammar and just, you know, it's just interesting just to learn a little bit, but like I was going to say, that's something you have to really be careful about, and I'll have another dedicated episode for this, God willing, but, you know, it's just... You want to be careful when it comes to trying multiple languages at once, even if it's just dabbling in them, because any time that you're spending in another language is time that you're not spending in your tar- target language. And I don't want to, one thing I don't, don't want to do on this channel is make it sound like language learning is the most important thing in your life either. You know, I get it, it's fun, but obviously we need, and this is a problem for me, we need to keep things first in general, you know, like family and friends, you know, we don't want to neglect things in our personal lives, but whenever I'm talking about, you know, really devoting yourself to a language, what I mean is, you know, just not trying to be a master of all of them, which has been a failure on my part, is because it's so tempting, you know, say you watch a movie in Japanese and you're studying some other language, you know, you know, that's a very dangerous thing, and I've kind of cracked the joke about it before. And, you know, that's just a dangerous thing because, you know, like another language I've tried was Mongolian. And I still want to learn that, you know, but probably isn't the best time for me because that's a harder language to learn because of lack of material and things like that. But, you know, it's just something you got to be careful with because I'm not saying don't watch movies, but, you know, it's just really a temptation to watch a movie or listen to other languages, you know, I'm not saying it's bad, but, you know, it's just tempting to see them, but, oh man, that really sounds cool, you know, I really want to learn that, and, you know, the better thing is, you know, it's better just to wait, you know, if you want to learn it, then maybe wait till you're at a really high level, you know, where you're good in your current language to where maybe you can start you know, you can change, switch the languages or into another language. And I'm kind of contradicting myself with that because I'm taking Spanish right now, but, you know, that's part of that for school. But, you know, I'll admit, you know, I'm like, where I'm wrong. When some of these things I say, I don't necessarily always put into practice myself. I definitely want to take advantage of what I just said right there, though, which is not trying to dabble in so many, like, I really want to put more focus on Indonesian, and, of course, I want to try and get to a certain level of fluency of Spanish, you know, then once I'm better in Indonesian, I can start kind of putting more focus on Spanish. I'm just saying that so you don't think that I'm just talking out of my mind and that you shouldn't listen to me, which, like I said, all this is just my opinion, you know, I could be wrong on things, but, you know, but... That was one thing that I think was wrong or bad for me in learning Indonesian was, you know, 
I would see other languages, you know, that really sounded nice to me, you know, or languages that came from countries who, that I was fascinated with, you know, like Japanese, you know, a lot of people really enjoy Japanese culture, you know, and I find it fascinating too, some of the things about Japan, you know, it's just a beautiful country to me, but, you know, but as long as you keep adding languages to your roster that you're trying to learn all at once, you know, that's just less time that's going to be spent towards your target language, you know. And, you know, obviously there's different ways we can handle that. We can come up with systems and things like that that can kind of help balance that. I'll talk about that in another video or podcast. But then another thing is just the tendency to hesitate from trying to get input, input, you know. There's always that part of me when it comes to like where I feel like I need to try and listen to some stuff in Indonesian, you know, because, and it's kind of ironic if that's the right word for it, because, you know, you listen to, or, you know, the point of listening and, you know, reading and all these things is to improve in those areas. You know, we want to listen more carefully, we want to listen more so we can get, excuse me, hiccup, but we want to listen more so that we can be able to really get used to the pace and start catching all these words, you know, like, I remember, I, I shouldn't have been because I was brand new to Indonesian, so I don't know why I expected to understand more, but I was pretty new, so I guess I was maybe naive, but, you know, for me, like, when I first started Indonesian, you know, of course, I wanted to start trying to put myself to the test by seeing how much of a movie or a song I could understand, you know, not saying that it's wrong to do that from the start, you know, I think it's a good idea, just because you're going to be picking up some vocabulary, you'll start kind of getting a little, I'm not saying start informal from the start, like I said earlier, but, you know, you'll start kind of getting used to the informal way of speaking as well, just getting, because... You know, another example, borrowing from my Indonesian experience, you know, the word for thank you is terima kasih, but in Indonesia, you know, sometimes, you know, it's just like in, it's just like here, you know, like, we don't always say thank you, you know, if we want to thank someone, sometimes we'll say thanks or, you know, any other substitute, and of course, it's going to be the same in just about probably any other language, you know, the first time I heard them say the word makasi, which is like, which I probably said that a little wrong, but makasi, you know, is like the, I guess, kind of the equivalent of thanks in Indonesian. So the first time I heard that, I was like, what? That's not what I learned. And of course, so, you know, it's one of those things where I didn't really think it through, but, you know, don't expect to understand, you know, a whole lot, you know. They might, they might even say some words that you would recognize and you just, you're not used to it and may miss it or something, you know, but the more you listen, the more you practice, you know, chances are you're probably going to get better at catching these words and, of course, as you build your vocabulary, you know, chances are you're going to understand more and more and just like with my experience when I got to the point where I could understand text from context, you know, the same will probably happen from 
for listening, you know, like for me, you know, if I'm, like, unless it's, like, really simple stuff, you know, or more basic phrases, you know, and spoken at a somewhat slower pace, you know, I might understand it, but, you know, chances are if somebody starts to go in full speed at Indonesian with me, I'm not going to understand a lot. I might, I might catch enough words to get the gist of what they're saying or, you know, the basic meaning. And, guys, just a side note, like, for the people who aren't native English speakers listening to this, if I need to cut down on slang or things, it's telling me because it's hard for me to control myself and using slang, but, you know, but like I said, you know, it's just, um, you know, it's just, we want to really practice, but we don't want to get ourselves down like when we don't understand as much as we think we should you know it's we just need to be realistic I guess and you know it's really most of it you know I'm pushing a minute 41 or 41 minutes here so I don't want to keep it going too long and if you listen this far thank you you know like I said I'm getting new or I'm just now getting in the podcast you know I wanted to do YouTube and, you know, podcast is better suited for me now because I'm about to return to school, so, you know, it'll be easier for me to do a podcast where I don't have to worry about video editing and things like that, you know, it's easier just to turn on the mic and speak your mind than worry about editing and, you know, all these things. Um, trying to think if there's any last points I want to make. Mm. Yeah, I think another thing, um, I don't know, not all these points will apply, but, you know, I think another thing is just, there's some points of language learning that I haven't formed an opinion on, like, you know, there's going to probably be some people who disagree as to when you should focus on grammar, you know, whether you should do it early or sooner, and think that, you know, I can't say for sure. Obviously, there's some points of grammar that I think are kind of crucial, like, especially in English, you know, like, if you know you want to be careful and make sure you use your commas where you use them, because we know one missing comma can change the whole entire meaning of a sentence, and, you know, we'll probably understand, you know, unless it's just we don't get it, but Chances are we'll understand if you forget a comma what you meant, but there's been times in Indonesian where I got an affix wrong and I said the complete opposite of what, what I wanted to say, and of course I was having to explain that afterwards, but you know, so I think there's some obvious things like we don't want to just ignore grammar, but you know, we don't, I would say we probably don't want to focus on grammar so much to the point to where, you know, we we don't, we're not learning, you know, like, we could learn grammar for years, you know, and of course, hardly get to a very good level of speaking, you know, I will, I will make a couple tips, because I guess I didn't talk so much about speaking, I talked more about reading, you know, for one thing for me, which, one of the main things is, is it just comes back to immersion, you know, if you're immersing yourself by talking to native speakers, you know, and practicing, you know, you're going to get 
better at speaking if you're willing to practice that, but say you're one of these people, like, if you're learning a language where there's not as many native speakers and say maybe for some reason you don't have access to an app or website, you know, which, you know, I would suggest, you know, one thing that helps me is, you know, just whenever you can, you know, just speak to yourself in the language, you know, like, back when I was wanting to do more in the YouTube realm, you know, I want to, I still want to do content in Indonesian, and I would like to try and do Indonesian podcasts, like some in Indonesian, it won't be very, um, very well explained, it'll be kind of simple, but, you know, it's practice, but, you know, you want to be able to just find ways you can speak it, you know, for writing, you know, obviously you can just get down with a pencil and paper or a laptop, you know, and just write, you know, and you're gonna, that's gonna help you memorize and learn how to form sentences, you know, and basically just practicing speaking, you know, is just, it's, it's just the same thing, but verbal, you know, like, for me at least, you know, whether you're doing it with somebody or to yourself, you know, like, just, you know, while you're in the shower or on your jog or just something like that, you know, just, um, just use your, use whatever time, you know, obviously you might want to use that time for other things as well, but just whenever you feel you can do it, you know, just speak to yourself or, you know, if you want to work on pronunciation, find an article or something, you know, some kind of script, you could even kill two birds with one stone and, you know, you can write, you can practice your writing, then you can pronounce your speaking and pronunciation by saying out loud what you wrote, you know, it's just, there's different strategies, but anyways, I'm pushing 46 minutes, so I think I better wrap it up, I don't want to include my entire episodes I got planned into one video, because I want to be able to describe it more. But hopefully you enjoyed it. Sorry, I kind of felt this was kind of more of a teaching video than it was me, you know, talking about my experience. But like I said, you know, my experience, you know, is just building vocabulary. And then, you know, it's fun just to learn a language because, like I said in my previous video, you know, it's not just about being able to speak the language, you know, it's, you know, most, or, you know, we, we, you know, we want to learn the language so that we can communicate with people in it, you know, and, you know, so we don't, we don't want, we don't want to view it as something, excuse me, we don't want to view it as something as a chore, you know, that we do every day, we want to be able to use it as, you know, we want to be able to enjoy it, you know, like, one of the things for me, you know, which, most of the people from Indonesia I met, you know, their English was good, so, and, you know, a lot of times they kind of carry the conversation, but, you know, but it's, it's nice just to be able to communicate in their language, you know, you know, I think it's a nice thing, you know, just, you know, to be able to learn someone else's language and just be able to speak to them in their language instead of them having to struggle and to speak to you in your own language. So, you know, obviously language exchange should be a mutual thing, you know, I think, unless 
one person's already fluent and they're just wanting to help. You know, there's some people that have had a pretty good grasp of the English language and they focused more on helping me than me having to help them. But, you know, it should be a mutual thing most of the time, you know. We should be helping them and they should help us. That way everybody's getting practice. But anyways, I'm going to close it out. I'm almost 50 minutes. That's probably the third time I've called myself out on the time. But if you listen this far, I pre really appreciate you watching. I hope you'll stick around. So in the next video, I plan to talk about the Indonesian language, maybe the country as well. You know, just I want to do like some episodes. I'm going to have different types of episodes, like language spotlights, you know, talking about individual languages, the grammar, maybe some examples and things like that, and maybe the countries. And then I also want to do like things for people to practice listening and just for those who are already English speakers just to discuss things. But, you know, I got some episodes planned and hopefully with school, you know, I'll still be able to record and upload. But appreciate you sticking around to watch and I'll catch you next time.